Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. By his finger, he parted the Red Sea. If he parted the Red Sea by his finger, then his arm is stronger. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready to hear some preaching this morning? I mean, this is church. Tell you about this is church. So those of you who come to church and expect on order after this, after this, after that. No, no, no. We don't operate by that. We don't operate by that. This is church. Church is as led by the spirit. Hallelujah. So if, if I have messed up your order, forgive me. But I'd rather obey the Holy Spirit than, than obey you. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thank you for clapping for me. I'd rather obey the Holy Spirit than yes. Hallelujah. You know, and I'd rather be, I'd rather be um, undignified by the presence of God than to be dignified by human standards. You said it, I believe it. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So we hear the word of God. We're going to read a very important... Today I'm going to talk to you about a word. I'm going to preach from the book. A word that is very important for both for your... You see... I'm going to talk to you about an attitude. Maybe I'll describe it as an attitude. You know, you got an attitude. You got an attitude. You know. You got an attitude. Stop giving me that attitude. Right? She got an attitude. She she got an attitude. I'm not going to. I'm going to give her an attitude. <laughs> Amen. A disposition. A way of behaving. A way of thinking. A way of acting. And a spiritual grace. That will make you an overcomer. Both spiritually, academically, professionally. It is, it is, it is, it is an attitude or a spirit. That when applied in every area of life. You will succeed. Yeah. You want to know that, that key? Yeah. In fact, actually, actually, it's a master key to success. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And added to you. Luke chapter 14. We are going to read from verse 15. And today I want you to preach with me. Thank you. Luke 14, 15 to 24. The Bible says, and one one of them that sat at meat with him, 
heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Blessed is he. Blessed is he. Blessed is he. Blessed is he that shall eat. No, go back to that verse. Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Amen. What did he say? Again? Again? So today's sermon is a song and this is the chorus. <laughs> what is the chorus again? Again? Say, blessed is he. Blessed is he. In other words, when you have the opportunity to eat bread in the kingdom of God, you are blessed. Blessed is he. Hallelujah. So, blessed he. Verse 15. Then said he unto, un, unto him. See, the man made a certain comment. Blessed is he. So, in response to that comment, then Jesus began to tell the man a story. The man said, blessed is he. That shall eat bread in the kingdom. Then Jesus said, okay, then let me give you this story. Then he said unto him, then he may referring to the guy, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excuse. What is the chorus again? Continue. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go and prove them. I pray thee, have me excuse. The chorus? Are you getting me? People are giving excuses, but they don't know that blessed is he. You see, they are making excuses, but they don't know that blessed is he. They are giving reasons why they can't come, but they don't know that blessed is he. And another said, Me, right? I got a wife. <laughs> Right? I've got a wife. After all these years, I've been waiting for a long time. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. You see, I'm trying to share something. Sometimes we are making excuses for something that we, so we are making excuses for something that is actually intended for our own good. We are making excuses for, for a, something that in the long run will benefit us. But because of our lack of understanding and our infancy and our childhood of thinking, we give excuses. But the guy said, blessed is he 
that shall eat bread in the kingdom. So next time, before you make an excuse about eating bread in the kingdom of God, think about it. Hallelujah. Let's continue. So that servant went and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the hard and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is that as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. And the Lord said unto him, unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in, that, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of the supper. Amen. Amen. Literature. In this parable that Jesus Christ gave as students, we see three characters. Or maybe four. First ones. The Bible says, Jesus was telling the story in response to the way people behave. When something good is offering them. Jesus, the man said, blessed. You see, when the man said, blessed is he, that shall eat bread in the kingdom. Jesus said, yes. But unfortunately, people don't see it that way. Do you get it? So in response to the man's comment, I said, okay, let me tell you the story. You, you, you would think that people would rather see it this way, but they don't. So he gave a parable, a story, that a certain guy made a feast. And he sent, the first thing I want us to look at, he sent his servant. And when the servant went, one guy said, I've got a new business. I can't come. Another said, look, I'm into some investments. I can't come. I've got a new job with Wells Fargo. I've got a new job with KP Morgan. I've got a promotion with Chase Manhattan. I've got a, I've got a new contract with Pricewater Group. I've got in a cardiology position at Newark, Beth Israel. Got a difficult, I've got some difficult stuff going on in school. I can't come. I got a difficult thing in school. Can't come. Nah, I'm not happy, I'm depressed. This boy is disturbing me, so I can't come. <laughs> Blessed is he. One time, one of these young boys to my I can't come to church. I said, oh, Why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm moody. This boy's been messing me up. Rather, you should rather come to church. <laughs> so, the first person we look at, Gloria, is the servant. So, the, the servant came back to the master to tell the master the reasons why. Amen. I said, Amen. The servant came back to the master to tell him the reasons why. 
So the first character I want to talk about, or the first mentality I want to talk about is the servant mentality. The servant mentality. What is a servant mentality? A servant way of thinking. A servant way of doing things is the ease with which you accept excuses. The reason why you can never become a good leader is you accept excuses too readily. Yeah. The ease. Some of us cannot lead or cannot run anything because we always, we are quick to accept excuses. But what you don't, what you have to learn from as today, or from the Bible today, is that when you want to do something, you will make a way. When you don't want to do it, you make an excuse. I'm preaching. Put your hands together for the Lord. When you want to do it, you will make a way. But when you don't want to do it, you can make an excuse. So if you are put in charge of something as a leader, as a leader, and you accept excuses readily, you are thinking like a servant. Why do I say so? Because when the servant came to report the master, to the master, the, excuse, the master said, forget it. It means a master mentality does not accept excuses. If you want to become a leader, a master, somebody wants to go higher, then learn to throw excuses in the garbage bin. Because when people want to do something, they will make a way. When they don't want to do, they will give an excuse. The master said, Mm-mm. I'm not buying it. I am not buying this. The master, the master did not say, excuse. He said, No, no, no. There's going to be a party. I don't care whether they come or not, there's going to be a party. You see, I was like, I'm telling you, this message it will help you in every area of your life. Some of you are not progressing well because you accept excuses too readily. Including even excuses from your children. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. A child is a child. And by nature, children are foolish. By nature. Foolishness. The Bible says foolishness. Okay? Foolishness, okay? It's, it's bound to the child. So by nature, well, a child is foolish. That's how that's that's children come. That's how we came. Children. So, if you are going to be a parent who is always accepting excuses from your child, you are multiplying foolishness. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Your duty as a parent is to take the foolishness away from the child. Because other than that, you are multiplying the foolishness. And when the foolishness is multiplied and grown and has grown a beard and an armpit, you see that you cannot live with it anymore. And you come out and say, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I can't believe this. You don't know what happened. You happen. You multiplied foolishness. You endorse foolishness. The package from the word go is foolish. You are supposed to work on it and take away the foolishness from it.
the ease with which you accept excuse. That is why, that is why I like my choir director. She don't take no for an answer. And I've given my food back. I said, don't, don't take any excuses from the choir says at all. That will make you a master. So next time, look, Reverend, your mama is so hard, she's not listening to my excuse. I gave her that power and that vision. <laughs> In every area of life. The master says no. A mastermind, a mastermind does not take excuses. Because fundamentally, when people want to do something, they will make a way. When they don't want to do it, they give an excuse. That's what it is. And then, the second thing we see about the master. So, the Bible says they want to bring all the people. They want to bring some people. They want to organize the people when they came. They said, there's still room. There is what? Preach with me. There is what? There's still what? You see, and the servant of, and the, servants of the Lord, it is not as that has commanded. And yet, there is room. What is the second point about? I'm talking about even the way to think as a leader. This, you can even take this message as a leadership series. I'm giving you a free leadership seminar. Some of you go and pay $250 an hour for this is This is better than any leadership seminar. The way you think. The way you think reflects as a man thinketh, so is he. So you can think, let me tell you, you can think like a servant. And no matter where they place you, you will behave like a servant. Not a leader. And you can also think like a leader. And I'm sure how the leader taught one, he didn't take the excuses. And then number two, number two, which is very important, he said there is still room. See, which is another way of th- a leadership thinking. In other words, a servant mentality is satisfied with little. It's not as you. You are too happy with little. Too happy. Too happy with little. Too happy with little. The fact that little things make you happy, I'm okay. And you rather have the audacity to criticize people who want the room to feel that they are greedy, they are ambitious. No, you are lazy. You are a servant. Can you hear me? Yes. I said, can you hear me? Yes. The ease. Some of us are satisfied with too little. Too little. You just got a GD and you are celebrating. Yes. You just got a bachelor's. It's a bachelor's. Please. And you think the whole world should clap for you? Party for a bachelor's? I told, I told a couple of weeks ago, I told I had a friend who had a who got a, a PhD, master PhD, and I was asking that I was telling we need to celebrate too. And he told me, no, no, there's nothing to celebrate. And I asked him why. He said, from the house that he's coming from, because his grandfather was the chief justice of the West African Court. His grandfather was the chief justice of the West African Court. That's what his grandfather was, and his father was a top uh, diplomat. So, so it's like this PhD that you think is great is common in my family. There's nothing to celebrate. He told me, is that PhD? In our house, this is standard. 
But some of us are too satisfied with little. Please don't get offended at me. I'm preaching to you. Look, allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. You are too satisfied with little. Then yet there is room. I mean, a GD, you are happy. I mean, you just have an associate. And you're, I've got my APL license. Please, you can do more than that. Give me a break. I'm preaching. The mind that God gave to you, you could be an associate professor. Don't be lazy. Too satisfied with little. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Don't, don't interpret that thing as contentment. Sometimes what we call contentment is laziness. You are a man in the house. You are a man in the house. Too little. Hey, you bought some one small Toyota. And then... One small Toyota. So, you show, so because that's small Toyota, you are, I mean, you are not cutting your hours at work. Toyota is making you cut your hours at work. Because of small Toyota now, even the 40 hours you have reduced to 28 hours. <laughs> because you have bought a small... I haven't even talked about the model. It's just a Toyota. <laughs> So you are content. Meanwhile, you have four children. Where would the two girls sleep? I beg you. Let me preach my message. <laughs> should I preach? So much. Should I preach? Is it? I'm trying to reveal the way we think. So you have too much of a servant mentality. You are satisfied with too little. You are satisfied with too little. I'm not. See, there's no between greed and laziness. You are satisfied with too little. Even your there's no drive. There were people in the room. Yes, there were people in the party. But I said no. Not enough. Not enough. Your degree is not enough. Your qualification is not enough. Your financial situation is not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. There is room. There's room in that degree. Let me tell you. I got a C. A C is not enough. And if you come and tell me about C, I'll take my shoe and hit your head. <laughs> and some of you, look, recently, I don't know what I should even say. I mean, if you Recently, I told one of the young people in my church something about medical school, and she was trying to say, Oh, medical school, and then I don't want to go to medical school because they said, First of all, I said, Who are the day? Then I told her, Show me your GPA. I said, Based on your GPA and what you got. And what, the brain that the brain that God has given you, I don't want to hear anything. 
That's what I told her. I'm not saying everyone should go to medical school, but in her case, no, no. Some people should go to pharmacy. Some people should do art, science, nursing. They are all okay, but it's based on what God has given. In her case, I say you. I say through the MK fraud right now. When you feel it, call me back. <laughs> is a medical student. I said, feel it right now. And when you feel it, call me back. Other people who had, people who had C's and B's are saying in medical school, you, you are a straight A student. You are telling me. They say, I said, who are they? they? Bring the day to me. I will solve both you and the day people out. <laughs> and I have the power to do it. I, Reverend Charles, or say, I have the power to do it, to sort the day and everybody up and down. <laughs> so bring them to me. Nonsense. Take this, fill the form and call me back. Yes, daddy. Quickly, he filled the form. I said, huh? Now, my duty is to pray for you for God to give you the grace to pass. But as for the thing, as for the doing, you will do it. your neighbor, is there still room? What did they say? There's still room. There's still room. There's still room. There's still room. My daughter, there's still room. There's still room. You can go higher. My duty is to encourage you and pray for you that you can go higher. That's what, then that's what I want you to do. You can do better. <laughs> Both you and the day, you should come to me. <laughs> sort your, I'll sort all of them out. <laughs> yeah. Some of you, some of you, let me tell you something. You have retired too early. You have retired too early. You are not that old. Don't make yourself old. This is, this is my, my counsel to you. You think you are old. You are not that old. You are not that old. Don't make yourself too old. You are not that old. You can go back to school. You can do. You are not that old. I'm preaching. You are not that old. There's too much premature aging. This is no, you are too old. This is you are not that old. Because in your mind, I'm too old. Uh, this is me. I'm too old. You're not. You are not that old. Caleb was 80 and said, give me this mountain. I was as strong as I was. When I said, Some of you can go back to school. You can go back to school. You can go back to school. You are not too old. brother in this church that I told about schooling. I said, how old are you? I said, listen to me. It's, so, it's a long course. And I said, look, let's look at it from, the, let, let's look at it perspectively. This thing that you are going to do, it will take you about five years. So I asked him the question that, 
will you invest in five years so that you can do what you like, what you want to do in life for the next 35 years? Because you are going to work for 35, 40 years of your life. Do you understand? Or even more. So I say, if you're going to work for 40 years of your life, don't you think it's better to invest five years so they can work at the level that you want to work versus you are saying that the five years is too long and then work for 45 years in something you don't like. Yeah. No money in it. You don't like it. That, that, that was the, that was the, I said that with myself. Let's do the math. Let's do the math. Five years into something, five years investment so you can do what you like versus saying that the five years is too long and therefore you won't do. And do 45 years of what you don't like. Common sense. Logic 101. That is why I'm trying to tell you that you are not too old. There's still room. There is. Look, this church. Uh, oh, a church in work is big. It's not big at all. This church is nothing. Look here, look here, look here, look here. There is still room. Even the church, we have opened them up. So why should I be satisfied? Should I be satisfied? When there are empty chairs, there's still room. There's still room. There's still room. I said, There's still room. We are so satisfied with little. And I'm trying to tell you that that thing is not contentment, it's laziness. Even if, 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 if you don't want to call it, it's a servant way of thinking. That was there that Toyota. <laughs> what Toyota? So you think that because of the, now you are able to afford the Toyota, you must cut back, cut down on your work hours. God deliver us from early retirement mentality. May God deliver us from servant mentality. Say, Lord, deliver me from thinking like a servant. It's a prayer you pray. And the servant said, Lord, it's not, but, but yes, there's still yet room. Okay, then what did he do? Then, then let's this. And the Lord said unto the servant, you see, I'm, I'm trying to do a drama. So, you see, just think of I mean, you see, think of the way the master is thinking. Do you understand? The master is that he's looking at the party, he's looking at the crowd, and you could see that there is some dissatisfaction in him. And that's what made, that's actually what makes me the master. Do you understand? That is what makes him the master. That way of thinking. And the Lord said to him, the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to compel them to come in that they, that my house may be filled compel them because the objective the goal here is a full house and Jesus said that is the that is the listen to me that's the vision of the master when you are a master that's how you think so the way he used a very strong word. And this is the Bible. The word there is compare. Compare. The word there is compare. 
He didn't say, he, he, he didn't say go and entice them. Don't go and entice them. Go and compel. Go and compel. Go and compel. And the word they compel, you see, is the Greek word. Because the New Testament was written from Greek. The Greek word, whatever, is anakazo. Anakazo. Spelled, and this is it. A-N-A-G-K. So I'm preaching from this book. Anakazo. Compelling power. Put your hands together for the Lord. Anakazo. Compelling power. That is why prophet has built a whole Bible campus which some people are saying it should be made a tourist attraction in Ghana because it's the biggest in the whole of Africa. Beautiful and well done. And the name of that school is called Anakazo Baby. Anakazo. 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 Compel them. It, it, it means to compel. To necessitate. By all means. And if I was you, I'll get a copy of this book. It's only five dollars. So if you want one, go and read it. Because whatever I preach, it's better for you to go and read. Anybody want them? Give it to them. Anakazu. It's only five dollars. I don't want you to hear me. Go and read the book. At all cost, it's only five dollars. Even if, if, if you want the book and you don't have money, just, just collect the book and tell your, your, your neighbor pay for me. <laughs> Use Anakazu to get five dollars from the person. <laughs> Oh, Jethro, huh? compel them. You want one, Jethro? Okay, so let uh, co- compel, you know, the guy behind you to pay for it for you. <laughs> Use an occasion. Compelling power. He says, compel them. Force them. Look, my message is not that Compel. 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 Compel them. Why compel? Why compel? Why compel? Why force them? Why necessitate them? Somebody wants a copy here. Why necessitate? Why use all means necessary? Why? Is it, which, which, yeah, which has always been the which has always been the reason why some people say, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they are too pushy. They are too this. Why? Why can't? Why can't? Why, why, why can't they allow me to be myself? That is the mistake you are making. Do you know why? An akazo? Do you want to know why in the castle? That's the chorus. What's the chorus? I said, what's the chorus again? If you know that something is good and it's helpful to somebody and you love the person, then you use all means necessary for the person to come in. Blessed is he. Unless you don't know it is good. So sometimes our lack of anakazo is that we don't understand the value of it. Because said, blessed is he. Don't forget though, this whole, this whole parable Jesus Christ gave was based on the statement the guy made. Blessed is he. Hallelujah. And you know what? So if you want, why do I have to do a basenta? Why do I have to witness to people? Why do I have to follow? Blessed is he. Blessed is he. Blessed is he. If you know it is good, you will make sure that your loved ones. Look, 
Should I give you one of the common examples of anakazo? I should tell you one of the, huh? Or, or one of the, what I call the everyday use of anakazo. One of the everyday use of anakazo I have seen is with nursing mothers. I'll explain to you. And I'll explain to nursing mothers. Please, no, no movement. One of the best ways I have seen anakazo is with nursing mothers. Mothers who have young babies. You know, the baby don't want to eat. Typically, the babies don't want to eat. But because the mother knows that the food is good for the baby, you should see them. Falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down. Then there's one bit like they say, we all fall down. What is this one? Ring. What is it? Ring. We all fall. Man, they put it. Okay, I eat one, eat one. Mm, so a grown-up woman, then you're eating baby food. Mm, one for mommy, mm, one for Joe. Ah! <laughs> and the reason for that is by all means, because you don't have blessed to see. So when it comes to the church. The kingdom of God, which the Bible says, blessed is not its bread and the kingdom. And we don't use an akazo. Oh, I don't want to bother them. If they don't, it's fine. It means you don't understand that blessed is that shall eat bread in the kingdom. Put your hands together for the Lord. You don't understand blessed is That is why we say, Basentes, invite your neighbors. They may say they don't want to come. You see, they, they are like your children you are bringing to feed. They don't know the value. But you know that if this person was to hear the gospel, if this person was to listen to you, they will be delivered from a whole lot of issues. So don't take their no. Be like that nursing mother. This is my baby. I, I, I know one father that, he was telling that, I mean, her little daughter would say, Daddy, dance before you, I eat. He said, I will eat. I will eat. Is that why? Uh, if you want me there, you must dance. So the, the father will put him and dance. Grown up man dance. Well. <laughs> Hallelujah. What is the chorus again? Yeah. That's 
wrong with compare people? Look, the church, eh? Michael, the church is one of the best things. There's a lot of peace and stability. There's so much trouble in this world. Young people are, young people, see, one of the reasons why we have in our church, we are passionate about young people is that young people in these days are under a lot of torment. The things that they are exposed to, the dangers out there. I, I always used to tell my friend that when I was growing up, when I was growing up, to see pornography, you have to have some bad uncle who came from Germany. <laughs> And he has some magazines that when he's not there and, you, and he, he sends you to go and clean his room, then once you are cleaning the room, you look at the pillow, you see, then you watch, and as you are watching, why don't you put it back and you run away? That was how rare and how difficult it is. But that is not, it, it is not that today. It is not like that today. It's on your phone. It's on your phone. Sometimes even in church, whilst you are preaching, instead of checking verses, that's what you are checking. So I'm talking about a generation in danger. And we know how it affects them. A lot of these children are socially depressed, socially distanced. You see, the thing that they do is a reaction of, they don't feel, you see, let me tell you something, not every rebel is a rebel. So I come down and preach. Not every rebel is a rebel. Some, as, a matter, as a pediatrician, as, an, as, as, as I do adolescent medicine, I've come to see that a lot of teenagers rebel and react because they are depressed and they are sad. So that thing is actually a reaction. Yeah. Their rudeness, there's a reason for their rudeness. I'm telling you. Their rudeness and their reaction, there's a reason. That is why I tell parents all the time that look, the best judge of your Christianity is your child, not the church. Some of these children are disillusioned because of the way their parents behave at home. The behavior of the parents at home has made the children disillusioned. So they wonder what's all this about. They see you as a pretender. They see you as a joker because of what goes on at home. So when they see you coming to church, there is no interest in them anymore. So their rebellion is a reaction to your behavior at home. What's the chorus? So I'm passionate towards them. I want them to come to the Lord. I want to draw them closer. Because I know that the kingdom, there's bread here. The kingdom is good. So I keep on praying for them. I keep on drawing them closer. So because there's a lot of blessing. They do more. And what their mistakes and their faults, I personally understand some of them is a reaction. I'm a professional. I'm a pediatrician. I do adult. It's a reaction. So the solution to that problem is let me draw them closer to me. Because some of you are not willing to change. So I just have to draw them closer to me. Because I've told you, uh, that's why I'm not looking at you. I've just told you. Okay, come closer. Come closer to me. Let me work with you. Because I know that blessed is he that it's bread in the kingdom of God. Because there's great things in you. And don't react negatively. Amen. 
they, they are the solution. Because what, what they see at home does not reflect the church. So when you say church, they ask you that are you pretending? Why are you pretending? Is it another Broadway show? <laughs> Good. So that's why we keep on working on the young people. Look, look they're in danger. There are things out there are wow. In my days, I remember it was my uncle who came from Germany. Came with, you know, how they, they have their pants like this. Their trousers was like, then their bushy hair. We used to call him Bra. <laughs> Bra coffee. <laughs> like this, Bra coffee. <laughs> it's not, no, it's not, you understand. It's not what is happening. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed is you. Blessed is you. Look, the church is good. The church is, is it, blessed is you. That is bread and the kingdom. You have no idea. Look, marriages are in danger. Big time. Even the ones in church are under assault, let alone the one in the world. That's why we say, come. Come, because blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom. You have no idea the blessing the church offers you. Put your hands together for the Lord. All right. So understand me when I'm passionate towards the young people. You must understand. You know what I'm, what I'm trying to do? Because I understand where they're coming from. Totally understand where they're coming from. And I know that there's so much talent and greatness in them. And that their behavior sometimes is a reaction. I see it all the time. In adults, I see it all the time. Wow. Dark. I just feel like smoking weed. No, I don't feel like smoking weed. Why are you smoking weed? Hey, because, yeah, my mom don't care. My dad don't care. I must just smoke weed away. I tell you all the time. My mom don't care. My dad don't care. I must just smoke weed away. Smoking the weed is not because you want to smoke weed, but you don't care. I just want to forget it. One lady told me, well, I just need to sleep around. Because I, 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 what makes me happy is sex. So I just have sex. I sleep with anybody. I don't care. The that are here. Not here. Even at work. I beg you. Not here. Not here. I beg you. Don't, don't, don't get the equation wrong. <laughs> possible it's even here. I'm done care. Blessed is you. Blessed is you. All right. Then another, today I'm giving the Greek words. Another related word I want to talk about is the word biazo. So we talk about anakazo, which is compelling power. Force them because we know that it is good. Then a quick one is another word called biazo. I'll just give you Two, two words, then we close. Which is Matthew chapter 11. Matthew 11, 11 to 12. Another attitude you might have. So the first attitude is the, an akazo attitude, which is the master way of thinking. The next attitude is biazo. Matthew 11, 11, 12. Very, very, I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there had not risen a greater than John the Baptist. 
notwithstanding, he that is the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Verse 11. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent taken by force. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violence taken by force. The Greek word for the word, for the word force, that force is English, but the Greek meaning of that word is biazo. B-I-A-Z-O. Biazo. It means to force your way through. To have a biazo attitude is the attitude to force your way through. Or simply, you must have an attitude whereby you don't take no for an answer. Some of you take no too easily. This thing, I'm doing it. And I'm not taking no for it. That's biazo. Force your way through. Because, you see, the truth of the matter is that anything that is precious, anything that is good, there's a door guarding it. Hello? I say anything that is good, anything that is precious, anything that is valuable, there is a door guarding it. Yeah, it's a good way to put your hand together for the Lord. That is why, that is why you are not likely to walk out of the streets. And then when you walk out here, you, you, you see diamond and gold and dollars. You're not going to see dollars on this road. What you see is stones and grass. Because stones and grass, they are useless. Nobody gas them. So, Biazo, anything that is precious. And the Bible said the kingdom of God, okay, it's precious. It's suffered violence. And the violence might take it by force. The only way we can do church work, we can fool God's us, is to take this area, this community, by force. We must force our way to this neighborhood. Biazo. You know, honestly, honestly, when it comes to Biazo, once again, this is, this is my personal observations. When it comes to Biazo, the ability to take things by force, the ability to force your way through things, okay, the ability not to take no for answer that this thing I must get. When it comes to that character, that trait, honestly, personally, I've come to see that Nigerians are far ahead of Ghanaians. My Nigerian brothers, put your hands together for yourself. Nigerian friends. And what did I can tell about my Nigerian friends that no, 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 no. Josh, this thing too, I must go some. I had one, <coughs> I had one, one Nigerian colleague, a doctor, who told me that, look, when he was growing up in Lagos, he saw how the expatriates came to Lagos and they were living in big houses, big mansions, and enjoying Nigeria as expatriates. So he, he too has come to America as an expatriate. <laughs> That's what he told me. If they came there as expatriates and they live on big houses, then he too has come here as what? An expatriate. And therefore he expects to live in a big mansion in Newark. He has come as an expatriate in New Jersey. 
I said, I salute you, sir. <laughs> That's his mind. His mind is that if they came there as expatriates and were living in big houses and driving big cars, then he too is an expatriate from Nigeria to New Jersey. And therefore, he's not going to live in Newark. He must live somewhere in Marlboro, get a big mansion, and drive it. And truly, true, that's what he did because he's an expert. <laughs> he's an, he says he's an expert. He says he's an expatriate. Jeff, I love that. He says, Charles, I'm an expatriate. <laughs> that's how he sees himself. That's all. But we can't force our way into anything. We can't. We can't. Force. I see them all the time. I like them so much. You can see that this person, but for America, he will never be a nurse. But he used to be able to become a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> you small know that you react and say you are searching for some small living. No, no, biazo, 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 biazo. You must learn from them. Am I saying something wrong? Yeah, you have the truth. Yeah, be answered. Yeah, careful, so. He told me, he said, I said, this guy, he told me that, oh, yes, no, no, he's an expert. He said, Charles, you remember the expert tweets? He said, when he was growing up, that, that, that is his mind. They come. White people, he said, they'll be wearing shorts in the summer, then they are driving around, they're going to the RX, living big. So he's also an expert, did he? <laughs> <laughs> yes, force his way through. Force his way through. That is why I said earlier on, you are not too old. Stop thinking that you are too old. You are. You can go back to school. Be a so. Force your way through. Force your way through. Because anything that is precious, anything that is good, there is a door. 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 Force your way through. Hmm. Then the last word for today is another Greek word called anedea. So we've talked about anakazo. Talk about Biazo. Let me talk. What, what does Anadea mean? Luke chapter 11, verse 5 to 8. Luke 11, verse 5 to 8. And he said, once again, Jesus Christ was speaking. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me. And I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give up, Because he is his friend, Yet because of his importunity, He will rise and give to him as many as needed. Which of you? This is a parable Jesus Christ said. It goes to a house midnight and asks for bread. And he says, it's too late. I 
can't do it. But because of his importunity, which is the word anedea, 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 the word, the English is importunity, the Greek is anedea, A-N-A-I, buy the book, I don't have to spell it for you, it's in the book, just buy the book, anedea, which means shamelessness. In fact, if you have this verse in the New Living Translation, can you have New, new Living Translation? So they can see the word. Shameless. But I tell you. Is that the NLT? I have a different one. Okay, I have a different one. But the word is shameless. Shameless. Okay? Or he will get up and give what you want. So he's repeating. No. The word is shameless. Because of, because of import. Go back to King James. Because of his importunity, which is shameless. Shamelessness. Now let's look at this story very well. Hold on. It says a friend came. And in the middle of the night, he said, I want bread. The guy said, I'm asleep. It's too late. But because of his persistence and all the importunity, which comes from an attitude of shamelessness, he will rise up and give to him. So he's not rising to give to him, not because of his friend. Uh-huh. Because of his, he said that, I tell you, though he will not get up and supply him anything because he is his friend. Yet because of the shameless persistence. So you are not going to get because the person is your friend. You are not going to get because you have the degree. You are not going to get because you have that qualification. That is your friend. But you are going to get because you are shameless. Hmm. I bet you see. This traitor. Shameless. Shameless. This traitor of shamelessness. What is? It doesn't matter what you think about me. So long as I get what I want. I'm okay. And here, here I, will, I, will, I will caution some of us. Some of us lack this shamelessness. Okay? Some of us. And the reason why we lack an idea or shamelessness is because we were brought up well. Too well. No, that's true. You were brought up too well. So the act of inconveniencing people the art of being inconsiderate is not in you. It's not natural. You were brought up from a proper home. Because you think about it. The idea of going to somebody's house at midnight. If we were brought up from a proper home, why would we go and wake somebody at midnight? If you were brought up from a listen. It's only a husband who goes to somebody's house at midnight. You see, and some of, some, of us, some of us were brought up from a proper home. So to inconvenience people, it's not me. But I tell you something. I tell you something. Tell them Mrs. Wright or Mr. Wright or Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright. You need an idea. You know why? You know why an idea is needed? I'll tell you what. You see, his friend has come from a journey. He has gotten a guest. 
and he had no bread. So disgrace was coming. It is better to be shameless to save the disgrace. Some of you, because you lack an idea, that is why we are being disgraced. Because the situation we are dealing with is about to disgrace you. You need to put your shame and your pride apart and ask. Thank you, my brother. Because what, what is staring at you is disgrace. What is staring at you is disgrace they come. So it is better to be shameless. So that you can save the disgrace. Because in your prim and proper way, I don't want to disturb anybody. You are being disgraced. Shameless. Another day. Shamelessness. It is better to be shameless to save the situation. That is why the disgrace that is coming, the things is not that you know that at the end of the month, if something doesn't happen, they will throw you out. Be shameless and go to your junior brother. You are older than the person. But say, tell junior bro. You need to And then you are the big brother. But say, junior bro. Because otherwise, your wife and kids will be out of the streets. It's very disgraceful. Be shamelessly ask for junior bro so they can give you some $500 to go and sort yourself out. That's an idea. Charlie, I'm getting guests too. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Hey, Charlie, I'm getting guests too. My mother-in-law is coming. And I hear he's coming with my sister-in-law. <laughs> you, you, you can smell that his grace from afar. That this one... Smell that disgrace from afar. And, and so, so you are better to Look, Sister Maggie. My mother was coming. She's coming with my sister in law. And I tell you, this woman, the way she is, the way she talks, even when she's talking to my son, I don't think, I don't think anything I can cook will make her happy. So please, I hear he likes uh, palm nut soup. So quietly, just collect the palm nut soup frozen. Shamelessly go. <laughs> I said, just let her make the palm rose for you. Freeze it. When your husband is, has gone to work, you put it in your car, you quietly drive it, go and put it in the fridge. When they come, you take it out and you want, and that's the idea. Say, it's good, or you say, yeah, yeah, I made it. Yes. Shamelessly and the day. Say the disgrace. <laughs> Give the Lord a shout. Look, I don't want you to be disgraced. Otherwise, you will be disgraced. And Jesus is, listen to me, Jesus is commending this behavior. The behavior to be shameless so you are not disgraced. You see, sometimes your husband is even wrong. But the way he's behaving, even though he's wrong, he can easily do something and walk out. So sometimes, even though he's wrong, she will say, look, go, go. 
Kaku. Kaku. I'm sorry. If I offend, even though you know he offended you, if I offended you, if I did something wrong, Kaku, please forgive me. Eh? I'm sorry. Then you crash more. <laughs> So that at the end of the day, Koku does not go out. You have saved yourself from the disgrace. Hey, give the Lord a sigh. Yes. I'm telling you. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I tell you. But instead of, well, I didn't do anything wrong. It is his it is fault. He should know. He should apologize. He's not apologizing. And the neighbors are watching to hear whether something is about to happen. I, 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 I once told a certain I once told a certain daughter of mine, you know, not everybody in the church is a daughter, but this one was a daughter. So and she was growing in years. Then you were just talking to her about a certain brother, and she was smiling, said, But do you like the brother? I said, Yeah, I like him more, but you know, Reverend, I can't ask. I said, Oh, no problem. No problem at all. If you if you think you like him, of course you do inappropriate to come and say, Let's marry you. That's that's, that's not what it is, but if you think you like him, this one, the Anadeo, let me, the pastor shamelessly pass behind. <laughs> and I was working behind the scenes. Because I know that, Charlie, Anadeo must come. Yeah. Because she was, the sister was growing up. And all too soon, a disgrace may come. I said, no problem. So I was talking to the brother, you know. Initially, when I said, oh, sister, the brother started laughing. Oh, sister, Reverend, sister, wait. Sister, 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 sister. I said, oh, please, please, please. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's work this now. Let's work this now. Let's work this now. I said, I said, ah, what is your reason? Oh, he said, oh, he's like a sister to me. And I said, ah, would you rather marry a sister or an enemy? <laughs> then I told the sister to Charlie, you too, when you see her, when she's passing, you know, do some small, you know. <laughs> I'm preaching. I mean, I said, I said, when you see her coming, you too, when you see her coming. So that you will notice, because the Bible, the, because the Bible says that when a man has found a wife, and according to Sister Mami, a man has to find you. So you, the woman, must know how to position yourself so that you can be found. <laughs> Sister, say, learn to position yourself, and the day I saw, he can find you. Every every day, prayer warrior, you can't, 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 can't. From time to time, <laughs> it was Auntie Mami who told us that revelation. So when a man, when a man has found a wife, he has found a good thing. It means that the sister must learn to position herself so that she can be found. So it means from time to time, do your hair when he's coming, smile, wear some skirt. Literally every day you're in the church, you're like tomboy, cuckoo, cuckoo. No, but that's when nobody's finding you. 
close your eyes together but let's turn it close hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah and a day because to avoid the disgrace to avoid the disgrace you must learn to be shameless thank you let us pray father we thank you with every eye closed and every head bowed you are here you are not born again you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior the Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? If you are in church today, you are not born again. Or maybe you were even born again some time ago, but you are struggling. Things are difficult. You want to rededicate your life to Christ. You don't feel closer to him like you used to be. Or you are not born again at all. Wherever you are, whether you are on Zoom or in person, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. waiting for you let your hand go up don't be ashamed we are not ashamed of the gospel we are not ashamed of the gospel we are not ashamed of the gospel thank you Holy Spirit Father we thank you for salvation repeat after me Heavenly Father this Sunday afternoon I come to you as a sinner have mercy on me and save my soul. Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. You pray this prayer for the first time and you are on Zoom or Facebook. That's the number to call. You are in person. See me after church. Hallelujah. It's time for communion. Take eat. This is my... We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.